and now at Bloomberg Surveillance worldwide and coast to coast with 14 out of 12 cable news networks tuned into what will occur here at 10 a.m. is most important uh, issues on Judge Kavanaugh, and we will attempt at Bloomberg Surveillance to commit perspective. We do that with Bob Moon. And Bob, it goes really back within your research to October 14th of 1991, Mm -hmm. when Anita Hill had to pass a lie detector test. And I think that picks up your wonderful perspective you've put together. Yeah, you know, Tom, Shakespeare said, uh, what is past is prologue. So with the Senate Judiciary Committee set to uh, gavel to order its high drama hearing into uh, the sexual misconduct allegations against Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh. It is informative to look back 27 years to October 1991. That's when President George H.W. Bush's Supreme Court nominee Clarence Thomas was called back in his confirmation process to face the sexual misconduct allegations of Anita Hill, his former assistant. The panel's chairman at the time was Democrat Joe Biden of Delaware. This is not a referendum on whether or not, whether or not, sexual harassment is a grave offense. I said from the beginning, this is about whether or not sexual harassment occurred. Now we're gonna hear more witnesses are gonna come in and cooperate your position and hers. We'll find out whether they're telling the truth or not as best as we are capable of doing, just like you as a judge are when you look them in the eye and make a judgment. Senator, I think this whole affair is sick. I think it's sick too. Utah Republican Orrin Hatch was one of Thomas's defenders in those hearings, just as he's defending Brett Kavanaugh as a member of the same Senate panel today. Just as the Clarence Thomas hearing was then, today's hearing is being called a watershed moment. A record 257 women are running for the House and Senate in the 2018 midterm elections. In 1992, 28 women were elected to the House of Representatives and four to the Senate. Among them, Democrat Patty Murray, the state of Washington's first female U.S. Senator. I am a United States Senator today because of the way Anita Hill was treated in 1991. They called Anita Hill a liar. They said she was coached by special interest groups. They looked for ways to blame her, impugn her, and attack her. They pressed the young professor for explicit details of the harassment she said she had faced on the job. My working relationship became even more strained when Judge Thomas began to use work situations to discuss sex. On these occasions, he would call me into his office for reports on education issues and projects, or he might suggest that because of the time pressures of his schedule, we go to lunch to a government cafeteria. After a brief discussion of work, he would turn the conversation to a discussion of sexual matters. His conversations were very vivid. Because I was extremely uncomfortable talking about sex with him at all, and particularly in such a graphic way, I told him that I did not want to talk about these subjects. What happened after Hill's opening statement explains why this time Republicans on the Judiciary Committee have named an outside counsel who they can choose to have questioned Dr. Christine Bossy Ford. In 1991, Hill was a lone woman facing a panel of 14 skeptical men, among them Pennsylvania Republican Arlen Specter. A mere allegation. Senator, I would suggest to you that for me these are more than mere allegations. These are the truth to me. These comments are the truth to me. I'm not, I'm not questioning uh, your statement when I use the word allegation. I know about sexual harassment and discrimination against women, and I think I have some sensitivity on it. How reliable 
is your testimony in October of 1991 on events that occurred eight, ten years ago. How sure can you expect this committee to be on the accuracy of your statements? And it wasn't just Republicans who raised the eyebrows and even the ire of many women watching the hearings. She could be living in a fantasy world. I don't know. We're just trying to get to the bottom of all of these facts. Howell Heflin was a Democrat from Alabama. In trying to determine whether you are telling falsehoods or not, I've got to determine what your motivation might be. Are you a scorned woman? Do you have a militant attitude relative to the area of civil rights? No, I don't have a militant attitude. Do you have a martyr complex? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> well, do you see that coming out of this that you can be a hero uh, in the civil rights movement? I do not have that kind of complex. I don't like all of the attention that I'm getting. I don't, I, I would not, even if I like the attention, I would not lie to get attention. Thomas adamantly insisted the accusations were not true. I've never been accused of sex harassment. And anybody who knows me knows I am adamantly opposed to that. Adamantly. And yet I sit here accused. And I'll never be able to get my name back. I know it. The day I get, received the phone call on Saturday night, last Saturday night, about 7.30, and told that this was going to be in the press, I, had to, I died. The person you knew, whether you voted for me or against me. He choked back tears as he complained that he, his family, his friends, and the country had been irreparably harmed. My view is that that is an injustice. And if by going through this, uh, another nominee in the future or another American won't have to go through it, then so be it. In the end, Republicans on the panel delivered impassioned defenses of the Supreme Court nominee, Wyoming's Alan Simpson, confronting Hill directly. Maybe, maybe, it seems to me you didn't really intend to kill him, but you might have. And that's pretty heavy. I don't care if you're a man or a woman. Kind of a singular singular torpedo blow below the waterline, and he sinks. Within five days, Thomas was confirmed by a narrow Senate majority of 52 to 48. Today, Washington Democrat Patty Murray is warning Republicans against a rush to confirm Brett Kavanaugh. Women are watching. We are not going to allow that to happen again. If Republicans attack Dr. Ford and this turns into anything like what we saw back in 1991, women across the country are going to rise up, make their voices heard, and Republicans will pay a very huge price. Tom Pym, 
a lot of people will be watching in just a few minutes. Just extraordinary. And you, you go back to Senator Heflin there, who uh, was before Jeff Sessions for Alabama, a Silver Star uh, guy, huge Marine track record in World War II. And what I went to, Bob, within your wonderful history there, is Heflin was born in 1921. Mm -hmm. And here we are almost 100 years ahead of that. The generational shifts here Big in this cultural debate shift, yeah. have been cultural and generational mm -hmm. have been extraordinary. Yeah, uh, and you, you have to consider that this was just 27 years ago. That's mm -hmm. not all that long ago, really. And also, is it worth noting that the process has now become a political process, not a legal or judicial process? I think it all began with, with that hearing, where, where it, it turned political and has become increasingly political with each confirmation. What was your insight from digging up all of this audio? I mean, you go back and, folks, for, for those of us in the Bloomberg newsroom, uh, Bob Moon sits in a coveted cubicle with <laughs> acres of video and, and audio reels. What was it like to go through it all? What, what was your take on going through uh, I, hours I think the overwhelming take is that how much times change just in that 27 years. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of this I don't think would fly today yeah. that uh, that was going on back then particularly with the me too movement you no know, bob moon thank you so much just extraordinary we'll be sure to get that out on bloomberg uh, digital